You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. Today on the show, we have Katie Brockhurst. She is the social media angel. She's a consultant, coach, and content creator for high-profile and high-vibe clients. And she is the author of a brand new book called Social Media for a New Age, which I've just been reading over the weekend, and it's amazing. I'm so excited to talk to Katie today. I feel like her work is just busting the old paradigm big time, and I'm so excited, Katie, to have you on the show. Thank you, Vix. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me and for reading the book. I'm excited. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, honestly, it means a lot to hear that because when you, you know, I work with a lot of authors, and until you actually sit and write a book yourself, you don't kind of realize what goes into it when you're putting your heart and soul into something. So to get feedback, start getting the feedback, it, it, it really does mean a lot to me. Yeah, it's so exciting because it just feels like all of the things that you're saying are like, first of all, they just feel really in alignment with my soul, (laughs) which is really exciting. Um, But because I've been running my business for quite a few years now, you know, I've done like, I've done the whole, let's watch all the webinars and let's read all the information on how you're supposed to do social media and how you're supposed to run a business. And then you come out with this book that's just like, ah, just forget all that. And and part of that is because I've done the same thing. I mean, I've been running my business now for, I'm into my 11th year this year. And I've gone through having an agency and and being in social media. So I set up with doing social media. I started podcasting, funnily enough, back in 2006, 2007, when I was working in the music industry. And have seen the internet grow and change. And particularly, I think this last five years, um, where the digital marketing has you know, really taken hold and taken off in lots of different ways. It also took over and it doesn't feel right for everybody. And I did the webinars and the trainings and the this and the that. And I was like, this doesn't feel good or right for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then the more I was talking with clients, there are some that it really works for and some that it doesn't. And so it was like, well, we have to find other ways to be able to do this because if there's a big proportion of people that this doesn't feel good for, then there has to be other ways that it does feel good and still works. So yeah, that's where this book was born from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm so glad that you said that as well. It's like this, this, because I I called it like old paradigm in my little intro, but actually, you know, it's, people using things in different ways in the way that feels right for them, for their business, what works for them. Um, And for me, like your work just really resonates. Like it just works. Like it just makes a lot of sense. I I do think some of it is old paradigm. (laughs) (laughs) There are certain aspects of it which, you know, aren't necessarily that nice. Yeah. A lot of manipulation that goes on in the marketing world. And for me, that Mm. aspect of it is old paradigm and that needs to shift across the board. But yeah, so old paradigm. You know, I'm watching the TV and I'm looking at adverts. I mean, I keep getting, I keep coming back to this, but I'm watching Love Island. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not watching it, but I've spoken to so many people who are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but even you know the manipulation techniques going on in that you know tv is still old paradigm there's so much of that program that's you know produced but we're watching it as though it's unproduced and and you know it's happening at so many layers and levels in our society but I found it particularly you know just hard to work with with my own clients and with my own business and I didn't want to even enter into that anymore even thinking that I had to in order to be successful yeah yeah I noticed that actually um because I hardly ever watch like normal tv anymore like I watch Netflix 
which is, it's kind of, it's more yeah. a bit more conscious because you're like actually choosing what you're going to watch, even though there's yes. still a lot of programming and other stuff happening and whatever you're watching on there. Uh, but yeah, the other day I sat down to watch something on TV and I was just watching the ads like in between the show. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like this is so bad. Like, like, what is this? So much programming going on. Because I've never sat down and watched ads for so long and I was just like, mind blown that like wow there's people out there who are watching this who are like but not just yeah. that there are people out there in agencies yes. sitting down having big meetings and having these big budgets to create not only create the adverts but then to also you know put them on the tv as well like how much money that actually costs yeah. and that blows oh. my mind <laughs> yeah it's really scary when you think when you think about it like that like people are sitting in little rooms going so how can we like manipulate <laughs> manipulate humanity today <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Enough, enough talk about, um, <laughs> about all the programming that's going on. I want to yeah. talk about your book and your work and everything that you're doing. Cause it's like, okay, there's all these, there's all these ways that aren't working for people. There's all this stuff that doesn't feel in alignment for a lot of people anymore. Yeah. So what, should we be doing instead? Because sometimes like I felt like that where I've been watching these webinars and, you know, like how to, how to make a six figure business and like all yeah. of this kind of stuff. And it's like, Oh, this doesn't feel right to me, but I don't know like what my other options are. Like how else am I supposed to make my business work if I'm not doing all of these things that I'm supposed to be doing? For me, it's about how, it's whether or not you're just focusing as well on, on, on online and social media to mm. create a business. I think that's a starting point because a lot of people are wanting to set up their own businesses and it's almost like a, okay, what can I do to make this rather than what's my passion? What's mm. my reason for being? What's my mission? You know, those kinds of elements and so I always look at it, what are we doing in the physical world and what are we being called to do? And then how can we use the internet as a way, as a tool to reach more people with that thing? And everyone's thing will be completely different, but making it work physically and then using digital to expand it, I guess is my bag. Yeah. Yeah. That feels, that feels so much better than like, Oh, how can we use the internet to make lots of money? <laughs> yeah. And it's an, it's an inside out rather than an outside mm. in approach. And I've been to those courses. I, I did um, a digital marketing diploma that was very much about here, use all these keywords and you mm. can make a million. But what was missing for a lot of those businesses was then the actual substance so it's like, how do we have the substance to then use the keywords or make the blog or make the videos and the Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I've struggled with a lot with my business is like that balance between, well, I just feel really called to write this blog post. Or I just feel really called to talk about this thing. And then, and then there's like tumbleweed. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So I was called to do this thing, but no yeah. one's reading it or no one's seeing it. But do you just write the one and then give up on it because it didn't get the reaction to the one post? Because this is the other thing. We're, we're so led by the popularity of something right from the get-go mm. rather than really giving things time to land and seed and grow. Like you don't put your seeds in the garden and expect them to bloom in that next week. They take time. And I think this is one of the things with the internet. We're so used to instant gratification yes. yeah. that we give up on things before we've really given them a chance to seed and grow. Yeah. I know people who, um, who put something, they'll put something up on Instagram and if they don't get like a certain number of likes and comments within a certain amount of time, they just delete it. Yeah, they it down. <laughs> I know. And there is that urge sometimes. I've done it. You know, you've, you're vulnerable, you share mm -hmm. something and you do, you get that tumbleweed moment and you think, shall I delete this? But there could be that one person yeah. that reads that 
and that person might be a journalist who then decide you know they actually want to get you to write something for their magazine about it three mm-hmm. months later or it could be that someone reads that and it literally changes their life and if you deleted it that, that may never have happened yeah, that's such a such a powerful way to think about it. Instead of just like, oh, no one's no one's reading it, no one's looking at it. I'm just going to delete it so I don't look like I have no friends in the online world. And the thing is, as well, with the way that the algorithm works, when we don't get lots of likes and comments in a shorter space of time, the way that the algorithm responds is to then not show it as high up in so mm. many timelines. So sometimes some posts will have a gentler spread than others and we can be manipulated with that going back to what we were talking about right from the outset there are ways that we can write and things that we can say in the way that we can say them to trigger people's response mechanism which will make a post go further but then we've got to think about what was the intention behind that post Mm. in the first place was it just to get lots of likes and shares (laughs) Was it to seed an idea, grow an idea, you know, touch people, reach people, help people? Mm. Yeah, I feel feel like there's just, there's so much. And I've done it too, you know, where I've sat down and thought like, yeah, how can I get more engagement? How can I get people to like and comment really quickly on my, Mm. on my stuff? Like, what can I, what can I say that is going to, um, yeah, like make people have that like instant reaction. And then it's like, wow, is this really, yeah, is this really what it's about? (laughs) Yeah. And it's alluring, right? I see it on accounts and it's that click like, if you feel this, (laughs) it's got like two and a half thousand or 20,000 likes. And that account's got like 1.1 million, but you go and look at the account and it's just full of those posts. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, what's that really doing? And what's that really achieving? And what's that really achieving for the person who's behind that account other than them getting lots of likes and follows? Because there doesn't seem to be a person or a business or even a thing attached to it. Yeah, I've noticed that too, especially with um, like a lot of, accounts that share a lot of like memes yeah and and it's like oh these are really fun and really cool and they have millions of people following them but it's like what actually <laughs> what actually is this like what is the purpose like they're they don't even have a link they're not directing anybody anywhere it's like yeah it's interesting yeah the, the allure of the likes and the follows it's big and it it's real for all of us mm. and, and because we've been programmed, I believe, just through the very mechanism of social media. It creates that addiction to that feeling because we get endorphins when we get lots of likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I know, true. I, do. <laughs> I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel good when people are resp- responding yeah. in a positive way to what you're putting out there. Yeah. 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 So what's the, what's the trick then? How can you start to kind of not worry so much about the followers? Like what would your advice be if, if someone's feeling a little bit Mm. obsessed with the numbers? This is a chapter in the book called your social media ego versus your social media soul. Mm -hmm. And it's for me, it's the conscious awareness of those thoughts popping into your head when you post. So you make a post and you notice that that need for likes comes up or, you know, you're checking, you're checking again to see, oh, has it got any more likes? And I'm totally one of those people. Oh, how <laughs> now? Um, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and, and, and really witnessing that part of yourself and like letting it have its little moments but I feel just in the bringing of the conscious awareness to it, you start to dissolve it little bit by little bit by then not acting upon it. So the need comes up to want to check and actually go, okay, I witness you need to check need for lots of likes and I appreciate you and love you, but I'm going to, I'm going to not do that this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to check or I'm not going to delete that post because it only got 10 likes and I normally get a hundred, you know, 
that sort of feeling and, and not acting upon it. And, and slowly over time, it, it, it just balances out by far. Yeah. It's kind of like that inner teenager, like for me anyway, it's like my inner teenager who yeah. sits there and is like, do I have friends? Like how many people like me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, she needs love too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. It is. It's like give that person a little hug that yeah. wants the likes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's totally understandable that you want those likes. It's completely human nature for you to want those likes, but it's also okay if you don't get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's such an, it's such an interesting thing. Like it's, it's interesting what you said about kind of been, you've, you've been working with social media for a long time mm-hmm. and a lot of us are kind of, I feel like part of, part of the thing is that social media just hasn't been around for that long. Like even people like you, Katie, who've been, you've been on the, you've, you've been on the train since the train started but the train only started like pretty recently and we're all trying to like navigate this thing and it's like what even is this (laughs) no one else has done it before us it's like we're all trying to figure it out as we go all of us which is why we can't be down on ourselves or each other because it is so new and in the book again I chart the the years that things popped up and we're talking Mm -hmm. 2006 2004 2000 2006, 2010 for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're so fresh. Mm. And it is, I mean, the world is so different in 10, 15 years. I talked to my parents about this, like what it was like for them as teenagers and young adults. And then this happening as I became a young adult and just the shifts in our lifetimes are uh, just be like unfathomable almost for my brain to to get its head around but again even that I mean it's different for the younger ones who've grown up with it but I was maybe 14 when networked computers started and then I was 17 18 when mobile phones and emails and texts started so I was really yeah a young adult as as this all kicked off and we are we're growing and learning with it and and every but this is why I don't think anyone can even call I call themselves an expert yes I've worked <laughs> for a long time but it's still changing on a month by month basis Instagram yeah. TV Instagram stories Facebook groups Facebook live they're all such new modalities even in the past 18 months but we adapt and we um, take them on so quickly now that something that I think was even a month old feels like it's been around forever because we just adapt it and adopt it. And so we're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, this is part of the, the mix now. <laughs> but we don't have much time to catch up or, or even become conscious to how we're really using it. Yeah, such a good point. I think I'm probably about the same age as you because I remember – when, when I was reading your book and you were talking about um, like lining up at lunchtime to use the computers and stuff so you could like talk to your friends. Like, yeah, I did that. Like when I was in high school, it's like, oh, I'm going to use, I'm going to get on the internet. Um, and I remember when we got the internet at home, I think I was like 15, 16 when we got the yeah. internet at home and I was obsessed with chat rooms and I used to, and mum only you know, you can have this much time on the internet a day. And yeah. when my parents went to bed, I would like stay awake until they were asleep and then I'd like sneak onto the computer and you know how it used to make that noise like the dial-up noise like sitting there listening to the noise just thinking I hope this doesn't wake them up <laughs> and then like sitting on chat till like midnight and then going to school the next day but was, even I think yeah. even 10 maybe 10 years ago I remember I was working in an office job and um I would sit and talk to my friends on AOL Messenger. (laughs) Like it was this, just this amazing, amazing thing. Uh, And of course now we have Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and all of the messengers. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. I remember like when, um, when Facebook kind of first came around, you know how they used to kind of change Facebook when it first started, it was just like this one page 
thing yeah. that you had. And then yeah. they were like putting the tabs in and they were like moving all these things around. I remember being like so angry every time they changed something like, <laughs> Oh, but it was perfect the way it was. And I was used to, it, and I really liked it. Why do they have to go and change things? And like you said, now they're changing things like every day and it's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah whatever that's fine like we'll just do the permanent state of iteration yeah yeah it's crazy and it just feels everything just feels like it's going so fast but isn't that just matching us though on, yes. on, on everything that's happening in terms of us and the planet and our own ascension and our own progress it's yeah all kit and caboodle to yeah. me it's crazy. It's like the last, the last 10 years for me just feels like that was like a day. <laughs> like, where has that gone? But it's the same this last six months of this year. Like we're in the end of July. I'm like, bink. But yeah. at the same time, so much is happening in that time. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's all going so fast, but we're jamming in a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 And I think, I feel like the internet is part of that. It, it, I think it's speeding us up mm. as well. This hyper connectivity that we have, this very much this instant, like think it or want it, buy it like with Amazon, with all the, you know, with everything set up the way that it is. It's like we're talking about, right, giving that, that instant gratification element that the web gives us in so many different ways. Yeah. And it, it's really incredible, but it's also kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And thinking about where it could go in another 10 years. Oh, I can't even. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah. I can even imagine like where we'll be. It'll be interesting to see how artificial intelligence plays its role in all of that. Yeah. Lots of it's being kept a little bit on the down low. Mm-hmm in terms of what our governments are doing and how they're using it and, and what's being developed. But I, I keep, I occasionally go off on a rabbit hole um, to read up and learn about things. And it is, it is mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> One it's, big thing about a, an Instagram influencer. I don't know if you read this, that was being paid like lots of money by brands and it turned out they weren't actually a real person. But they were an AI. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not read about that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And terrifying. Like how many people am I following who aren't even real? <laughs> but that also crosses my mind sometimes that some of these ads that you see on Facebook, mm-hmm. something really clever behind it that's taken some pictures of an actor that set up all the copy that, you know, I, I do go off down that train of thinking sometimes. I think, are you actually real or are you just a really clever piece of marketing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I always say to like, to my business clients, I always say like, make some videos. <laughs> like turn up in video once in a while, whether it's YouTube or now we've got um, Instagram TV. Like I haven't even begun to work out what I'm supposed to be doing with that yet. (laughs) Um, Instagram stories, like there's loads of places that we can show up and actually show our face. And I think it's so important more than ever to be doing that because otherwise, yeah, you're just another Instagram account that may not even be a human. Yeah. And, and again, with this, it's also really important that we speak as us and that we don't take on this speaking like we think we're meant to speak because we're marketing something or we've got a service. One of the things that I've noticed even with myself and even having the awareness is sometimes I go to write something or record something and I switch into this version of myself that's not actually fully me. It's this version that I think I'm meant to be mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on a subconscious level because I'm not doing it consciously. And then I watch it back or read it back. And I'm like, who, who is that generic person <laughs> speaking? That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and for me, that has made everything become very bland. So this showing up and being as much yourself as you can uh, and using social media as the tool to reach more people as yourself mm. um, will help with all of this element and cut through what's real and what isn't real. Yeah, I yeah, I feel that so much. Like, there's so many really beautiful accounts on Instagram that are um, that look really beautiful, but they're so like heavily curated. You know, like 
post a picture, post then post a, uh, a quote. Like there's so many people that, that do that. And I've tried to do that as well. And yeah. I, know, I know lots of other people that have been like, yeah, post a picture and then a quote and it looks beautiful. And it get, my quotes yeah. get loads of interaction and it's all good. But like when I tried to do that, I couldn't do it for more than like three or four posts. And I was like, but I really just want to post another quote or post this random picture or whatever but and isn't it funny because we then judge, like it goes I do it and I go into a judgment around myself yeah. sometimes yeah. my Instagram feed and I'm like oh my god it's so messy oh mine's such a mess yeah <laughs> but it's also real but it's yes. not saying that people who are doing curated ones aren't real um mm. it, you know again personal preference yeah, yeah. And some people really love things to look really beautiful if you look at like look around my house right now I've got a pair of shoes lying over there a jumper lying over there a pack of <laughs> wisdom cards on the floor over here you know like cushions scattered I'm not a, a tidy you know immaculately tidy person so it also makes sense that my Instagram feed isn't immaculately tidy but mm -hmm. they're somebody whose house is you know perfect because that's the way that they like it in which case then that's totally cool if that's how you want your social media feed to yeah. be as well it's like who you know how again how am I showing up as myself yeah yeah and i've got to admit like there's a lot of those accounts that i do follow because i think yeah, they're great they're really <laughs> so working. it's just that i can't do it yeah it's the diversity <laughs> this is the thing we we are diverse mm. so really allowing that diversity to exist on all levels because i do feel like social media is like this this digital dimension that we're existing in yes. at the same time as as our physical in mm -hmm. you know, in in a multitude of ways now yeah yeah i i think that we don't always think about that like we don't always think about the fact that just because we've turned off instagram and we're now off doing something else like people are still connecting with our content people are messaging us there's all this stuff still happening with our content Yes. And yeah, and like I, I talk to a lot of people because I do a lot of like energy work with people and I'm always talking to people who are like, oh yeah, I'm feeling so exhausted and I'm protecting my energy and I'm doing this and doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. It's like, well, what, what's happening with your social media? <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, well, if you're still checking your social media, like, you know, X times a day or whatever, you're not turning your phone off, you're not kind of like um distancing yourself like if you're always kind of available for everybody on there like you've still got your you know your energy's wide open to that absolutely and we're particularly where we've got like say a facebook group an active instagram account yeah email messenger whatsapp those things are pulling our energy out and even though you say like we're offline we've also got people connecting to our energy all day yeah in multiple time zones, you know, in, in so many different ways. And some of that energy, people have a good reaction to us. Some might also <laughs> be judging the hell out of us. Yeah. You know, you just don't yeah. know. And as, as sensitive, energetic people, and again, as part of this ascension process, I believe we're all becoming more sensitive. Mm. We can pick up on that energy too that's happening, even though we might be on aeroplane mode, you know, there's still like people connecting with our digital avatar, which still has a, a string of energy connecting to us. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it just feels so like different from anything that we've had to deal with, like in past lives, you know, like earlier in this lifetime. And then it's like, suddenly we're like in this completely new, new world. And yeah, it's yeah. not surprising that everybody's kind of freaking out a little bit or like struggling to kind of navigate it in the way that feels best for them. And it feels like we're only starting to have the conversation now mm -hmm. about how it's impacting us. I'm, I'm seeing so much more talk about social media and our relationship to it um, and this idea of digital detox probably just in the last couple of years and it's getting stronger and stronger so it, the more and more we can become conscious of it and our own personal relationship with it the better yeah um, it's interesting because I've noticed like even just since I started my Facebook group like a couple of years ago um, there I feel like there has been a real dip in like how many people are hanging out online 
mm. and for how long people are hanging out. Like yeah. you used to go into these groups and even before I had my, my own group and spending time in other groups, but you used to go into these groups and there'd always be people talking. People would check in with the group, like every time they came online. And now it's like, there are so many groups and there's so much happening out there that it feels like a lot of people are now taking a step back and just saying, you know what, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want to check my Instagram. I don't want to be a part of it, which yeah. I totally get. But as a business owner, <laughs> So I don't really feel like I have that option. Yeah. Uh, not at least not in the way I run my business at the moment. Um, yeah. Can you, what are your, what are your tips for how can we still be online, but be more conscious about how available we are and how we're using it? Really good boundaries. It's both. so hard though, Katie. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> You have to lead by example with it and, and trust that it's okay to, to take those few days or that week or not get back to things immediately. Mm. One of the big things I tell myself and my clients is that people aren't going to forget you because you didn't reply immediately or you took three days to get back to them. This instant feeling like we've got to respond right in that moment we ha we have to lead the example. I absolutely love it if I send somebody an email and then they don't get back to me for three days because that gives me permission Ooh. to then not have to respond immediately. And, and again, like dropping into that trust, not going into anxiety or some story that I'm not good enough to be replied to. You know, it's all of our stuff coming up with with these these elements that we think we've got to be so readily available or that our businesses won't work if you know we don't we're not present every single day on social media it you know for me it's it it's not true where you give real value and and what you're giving is in you know in alignment with with who you are and what you're showing up for we don't need that sense of urgency around it mm. so giving it space again it's like the seeds being planted we it actually allows for me i think the relationship to become more uh real in some ways with your audience rather than this kind of eager puppy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough though. I find it, I really held off from having a group for ages because I was like, I don't have the, the capacity to have space for a group, but I decided I would with the book. It just felt like it was needed and, and groups have got um, functionalities that you just don't have with say an Instagram account. Mm. Facebook are really catering for that. And I'm really excited what little elements and, and things that you can do in that, that group space. Um, but I, I am very, if I don't post for three days or I take a few days to get back, I'm really using that as a, almost like a, a living workshop space for, for myself and for the people that are in the group as well. Yeah. It's so, it's so important, isn't it? Like I've, I've, the way that I've used social media has changed a lot. I, I know that there's still a lot more that I need to be doing in terms of my boundaries and everything like that. Um, but I've started to have a social media free Sunday. Great. So on Sundays now, I'm just like, I just don't look at Instagram or Facebook or oh, anything yeah. all day. No. Yeah. And then it's like the, the start of the day, well, last week, I did look at Instagram and cause I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that I was doing it. Yeah. I'm so used to just, you know, picking up my phone and just going straight to Instagram. Yeah. I looked at one thing and I was like, no, Vix, like you're not supposed to be on today. And then I didn't look at it again. Cause I just set that really clear intention. that That's not what I do on Sunday. Sunday is a break from that for me. Um, I think the problem yeah. is our phones have become all of the things, aren't they? It's, 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 it's safety when you're out. Mm -hmm. It's, your camera it's all of these things so it is hard to forget and just pick it up yeah. I'm, I'm actually started trying to leave the house without it I did it a couple of times by accident like probably like got in the car and went out and I was like oh, I don't have my phone I was like oh I don't have my phone let's see how this this rolls for the day like see how I feel 
there was definitely a little bit of anxiety around feeling like I couldn't contact or check or, you know, if I wanted to write something down, because it's also, it's like, no, my notepad too. It's like, mm-hmm. so it has so many functions, but I actually felt really free uh, that just no one could get hold of me. And I had a really good excuse for it because I didn't have my phone for a good three or four hours. So even that, just playing around with that too. But so social media free Sunday sounds gorgeous. Yeah, it's good. It's working really well. And I have noticed since I've started doing that, that I'm generally looking at my social media less anyway. Yeah. Like it's just sort of like, oh, okay, I'm fine without social media. Like yeah. I, don't ha- I don't have to look at it. And I've just become more conscious throughout the week as well about what I'm actually looking at, how long I'm scrolling for. Because I used to scroll like for hours. I still do hours scrolling. Yeah, mornings are my worst. I wait wait up and I do scroll for a good hour, I would say over a cup of tea in bed, which isn't the healthiest thing in the world. Well, the thing is is though, like, because there's a lot of talk out there around how bad scrolling is, but... If people didn't scroll, I wouldn't have, a, I wouldn't have any fun. <laughs> like who would be looking at my stuff? Yeah. But also there's a lot of stuff that I really do want to see yeah. on there. Yeah. So it's not like I want to completely stop scrolling. No. And yeah. it can be, I mean, I learned so much from yes. social media. Yeah. I posted on, on Sunday about the hive mind and learning about Mary Magdalene's feast day. And it wasn't something I knew a lot about. And yet I kind of, by the end of the day, I felt like I knew a whole ton of stuff because people in my community were sharing around it and really beautiful sharings. Um, so yeah, it, it can, yeah, light and dark. It's all of the things just as, as all parts of us are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think if you're following the right people on your accounts, if you're following people that you really vibe with, then having a bit of a scroll can actually be a really inspiring high vibe experience you're not on there all day yeah again it's putting those boundaries around when I've got clients who've got a busy um profile or lots going on and they don't want to get into that trap it's like how Mm. do I create certain points in my day or certain points in my week, depending. So it might be that Friday afternoons are for social media time. And some people can really have the rest of the week where they're not engaging with it much Mm. at all. Some people it's actually, no, let me have the full morning off and then I'll look at social media and get back to things for maybe an hour in the afternoon and being really bounded, almost like, okay, like you have time for going to the gym, you have time for doing social media. Yeah, I tend to do my, I, cause, just because of the way I run my business, I tend to check my inbox in the morning and then I check my groups and everything that's going on on social media. But I have been kind of shifting the way that I'm doing that as well. Cause I used to, I used to do it every single day apart from Sundays Yeah, and there'd be so, and then there'd be times in my life where for some, like if I was traveling or something else was going on in my life that I wouldn't look at social media for like three or four days. Yeah. And then when I went on, it's like, nothing has happened. Yeah. <laughs> nothing has changed. Nobody needed me. There wasn't yeah. anything that I had to respond to quicker than three or four days and it really just taking that time really made me notice like I don't need to be here every single day. Yeah, isn't it a great reminder yeah. that happens? Like, okay, the internet didn't break, my business didn't break. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we worry about too as, as business owners is like if someone sends you a message on Instagram or Facebook or one of all these different places where people can message us if somebody messages us and wants to work with us and we don't respond in like two days, that means they're going to go find someone else. So they're not going to want to work with us anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's true. I think if somebody is really resonating with you and your work, they're not going to be like, Oh, well, Vix didn't message me for two days. So I'm out. That's very much the stance I've taken. And I have lost people because I haven't replied immediately, mm-hmm. but then I've always of that mindset that okay then they we weren't meant to yeah. work together yeah. if it was really meant to align it, it would do in a couple of days wouldn't matter and if it was that urgent then it I'm probably not the right person for them to be working with anyone. Mm-hmm. yeah I've I feel that too 
I think if somebody wants to work with me and I haven't emailed them for two days, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be okay. <laughs> it is hard because when, we, like you say, as business owners, it, it's, it becomes another layer attached to the social media stuff, which mm. is our flow of money, which is paying our bills, which mm. is all of the things. So again, there becomes this, this energetic uh attachment then to the social media stuff as well which can also make it be a bit unhealthy sometimes yeah yeah because then it's like it's the the negative attachment right like it's not like well I want to show up and share share my message with the world (laughs) it's like well I have to show up or I won't get any clients (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, which isn't really, it doesn't work for me when I show up in that place. <laughs> no, gosh, whenever I've posted with there being like a need to sell something, I have noticed that those things don't do as well mm. as when I'm coming from an inspired place. But that's really tricky where people you know, really do need to earn money to live. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it does make it a tricky space. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many layers of that too. It's like social media is just sort of one place where that's manifesting. But when you start to pull away, pull back everything, it's like, wow, there's some really a lot deeper things going on. Like, yeah. yeah, Like all your money stuff and your, yeah. um, Yeah. Are you really in alignment with your life purpose? Like so many things. And it, it, for me, on, on that way, social media also can become a place of personal development, as mm. can running a business. You, yes. I'd say running your own business is one of the biggest self-development journeys. Oh, yes. Go on. <laughs> and the same relationships, like being in a relationship, mm. all of these things are, are self-development things. And it, when we enter into them with that consciousness, it becomes a, a different journey yeah yeah there's been yeah it's (laughs) it really is it really feels like that to me like the uh yeah the amount of stuff and I think again this is why like the last few years for me just feel like wow (laughs) so much has happened um because yeah every day that you're running your business you like you're doing that work you know like you're you're showing up on social media and then you're asking yourself is this in alignment? Did that feel really good? Like what, why didn't that work? And you're constantly like pulling back all of those layers and trying to find the root cause of everything and um, then heal it and work on it and change it. And yeah, it's really hard work. It is. (laughs) You know, when I, um, I tell this story all the time, but when I was like, when I was still teaching, I had this idea that I was going to be a tarot reader and that I would walk around my house all day in my fluffy slippers and I would just like, if the phone rang, I would answer it and I give somebody some advice on the phone and like, yeah, that would be cool. And I could, you know, get on with like housework or doing my own thing the rest of the time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? It is <laughs> the complete opposite of that. Like, I don't know what I was, what I was thinking with that, that little visualization that I had. I quite like that dream, mix. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was so, it was so chill. It was like, I was some like housewife from like the fifties or something. And it was just, like, <laughs> pottering around the house waiting for the phone to ring. I love it. I love the idea of the phone ringing you being like, hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Spiritual guidance. I'll just grab the deck. (laughs) Like, okay, here are your cards. There's your message. Thanks. New age hits the helpline. How can I help you? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh wow. Uh didn't really (laughs) really turn out like that. (laughs) How do you find how do you find managing content creation and, and output? I have had an interesting journey with that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I go through different phases depending on where, where I'm at right now. I used to try to force myself to create a blog post like every week yeah. and that worked for a little while. And then it got to the point where I was just churning out things that were just like, Oh, I've got to sit here and write a blog post. So that yeah. stopped feeling, that stopped feeling good. Um, and that was like, you know, when I first, first kind of started my business and in terms of being on Instagram and social media, I was showing up pretty much every day doing like a card of the day reading for everybody. And again, like that worked for a while. And then I just got really exhausted because I just felt like, wow, I'm giving so much. And most of the people that were commenting or engaging in the, in the readings on Instagram, like they weren't becoming clients. Yeah. And I just kind of felt like, (laughs) 
this is a lot, I'm doing a lot. And obviously this is, you know, getting people to know me, getting people to have an idea of what I do, but it didn't feel like it was really bringing me anything (laughs) apart from a few comments of people saying, yeah, like this is really useful for me today. It's like, that's great, but that doesn't buy the yeah. Um, and so as I've kind of gone on this journey, I've started to just really pay attention to what I, what I feel called to share. Yeah. And so if it doesn't feel good to me, like if I get into one of these places where I, cause, you know, I talked, I talked to my guides a lot when I was starting to feel really exhausted from posting so much content and not really seeing clients coming through from it. Um, and I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? And they're like, well, if, if it's making you tired and you don't feel good about it, stop doing it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, and then my argument was, well, then I won't get the clients. And they're like, you've got to, you know, you've got to do what feels right to you. Like post when you feel guided to post, don't just be posting every day because it's the right thing to do. Do you um, enjoy content creation? I do. I enjoy it a lot when I'm doing it on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the yeah. Same. yeah. As soon like as we just, to that should be doing, it does yeah. lose some of its yeah. creative essence. Yeah, because it, it lights me up like so much, like when I feel like, oh, you know, <laughs> you've got that like, oh, I'm going to write about this or I'm going to yeah. make this podcast or I'm going to post this on Instagram. And you just have that feeling of like, oh, this just feels like exactly what I want to share right now. I feel so excited about this message and you share it, then it feels really good. And then if you, like you said before, if you don't post again for like three days, it doesn't matter because you posted something that felt really in alignment. Wait till that comes around again. And I'm feeling like there's this, there's a balance between what's commercial so that we do have clients and money coming Mm -hmm. through, but also just the sheer pleasure of creative expression around something that you're really passionate about and there being a real value um, mm. just in that very act of doing that. And it's, it is a balance. And I sometimes will almost get into just the, I'm just, I just love creating. Yes. <laughs> if I don't get so any time, <laughs> I'm just going to create, I'm going to create, I'm going to create. Uh, but it's like, oh yeah, I do actually need to sell some stuff. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, and I, we can both go either way. We can go too much into the just creating just Mm -hmm. for commercial stuff. Do you find though that you have a steady, um, steady clients coming in off the back of your content as well? Do you mind sharing that? I do. Yeah. And what I've noticed, um, a lot though, especially like in the last couple of years is that, most of, my, most of my clients aren't people who have just discovered me like yesterday, although some of them are, but the majority of them are people who've been following me for a really long time. Like yes. people who followed me for two years and then suddenly they, you know, they become clients. Yes. Um, and I, I think I have that, that very I, similar thing happens to me. Yeah. People, they'll just, they get to a point where they're just, they know they need help. Mm-hmm. And so I'm then the person that keeps popping into their heads to give them help or they're, they're asking their guys and their guides are like, go talk to Katie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I always get I love that. people like that. That's like, Oh, I just, you know, I just really felt like I should contact you about this. I don't that, know why. And that's where showing up consistently yeah. with our content in, in that we enjoy creating, um, creates those opportunities. Yeah. And it consistently doesn't have to be like every single day no, too though, right? Not. No. Yeah. Cause I used to think that like when I started my business, it's like, well, I have to be available every single day in case somebody needs something from me. Yeah. And that and that was also the the programming. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, big experts, you've got to post eight times a day on mm. Facebook. I think it was something like at one point, I remember it being ridiculous around Twitter that you were meant to schedule something like 75 posts a day to be able to be seen on Twitter. It was like the advice that was coming out. And, That's a lot. Um, and then you wonder why Twitter kind of died a bit of a death. Uh, you know, I think it's making, I feel like it's making, possibly making a bit of a comeback at the moment. But 
it felt like it just dropped off a cliff because then everyone was just scheduling all of this content. So it was almost like over consistency yeah. actually like kill it rather than, and then infuse it really. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really felt that at home on Twitter. <laughs> No, and uh, you know when we talk about consistency, we can't, can't we can't be consistent and have our energy in all of these platforms all of the time. I think we have to pick one or two that we can really make work for us, rather yeah. than feeling like we have to be everywhere. Yeah, I, f- I found like even if I just post some, even if I just post on social media like two or three times a week. Yeah. Like it's enough for people to know that I'm around. It's like, totally enough. Yeah. If someone comes to my Instagram and they can see that I've posted like four days ago, that's going to suggest to them that, yes, I'm still doing right. sessions. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still around. It's not like when you go to someone's account and they didn't post for a year, <laughs> you're like, yeah. okay, maybe this person isn't someone I need to follow because they're not on here anymore. But it's so, I feel like that about my website now though. I find it so, I have to remember to like update my website because I'm so just doing my stuff on social media yeah. that I almost don't all feel like I need a website anymore. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Mm. I'm really playing around with that at the moment <laughs> um, because it's another thing that I've just got to keep updated. Whereas I'm much more likely to people to land on me on Instagram or somewhere on Facebook than them to land on my website, unless they're specifically trying to find out more about me. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it is that thing. But I, I, it made me think, because I think, oh God, we haven't updated my blog in about three months on my website. People may not think I'm active. <laughs> but yeah, it, but like, I don't think people are, are people really reading blog posts in the way that they used to though? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I think either. they're reading them on social media. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand why we have to do this. Go click the link to go read the rest of my blog. And I'm like, I'm not going to read the rest of your blog now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Particularly on Instagram, because it means I've got to like leave the post, go to the profile, then maybe go to their link tree, which has then got like ten things on it, and then I've got to find <laughs> the thing to press the button. So yeah, then I'm, I'm already my, on my link tree. <laughs> yeah, I, I find with my blog posts, like the way that they seem to work for me anyway, at the moment, it's like, I'll post something on the blog and then nothing will kind of happen for six months. And then yeah. I'll start seeing like people searching, you know, like it'll start yeah. to show up in some search results and then people yeah. will find me cause they've Googled like, you know, what is an empath or, or something like yeah. that. Yes. Other than like, I'm writing this specifically for people to go and read it right now. Yes. I like that. So it becomes like a library of work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a really- perspective yeah because there's a few posts that um you know I still have people comment on like every week um usually some of my more um (laughs) some of the ones that were a little bit divisive (laughs) like people find them and (laughs) usually it's like really good stuff um there's one that I wrote called WTF is a Christian witch yeah and that that was like I've literally just been talking to someone this morning about it um yeah. <laughs> but the people who get like the people who resonated with it like they show up nearly every week I get a new comment on that post from yeah. someone who yeah. like pops into my inbox someone saying wow I'm so glad I found this yeah it's like, well they only found that because they're googling because they're freaking out they're like what am I like am I a Christian am I a witch I, I'm into yeah. both these things I don't fit into this world and they go they sit down and google and they find that post yeah and that you, feels really exciting to me. Yeah, that does feel exciting. And actually, you've just uh, reignited a bit of passion inside of me for... Yay! Oh, Free blog. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it only works for me, though, like, like what we were saying before. It only really works for me when I'm feeling... When I write a blog post from that place of, oh, I really feel like I want to write about this right now. Yeah. Not like it's Wednesday, so I have to sit down and write a blog. Yeah. Yeah. But that's me. That's how it works yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, we're all so different. But I do find this feeling of have to, should do, it creates a a real block for a lot of people Mm. just because they think they've got to show. Not only that, it's then, oh, I've got to write a blog and now I've got to create a video and now I've got to do this. And it just becomes a chore. Yeah, I went through that whole phase of like, 
if you write a blog post, you have to make a matching video. <laughs> like you have to share the video on YouTube and then you have to like put the video link in the blog. And I did, I did that for like a couple of weeks. And then I was just like, I didn't blog for ages. Cause I was like, I can't like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it, it just made me stop wanting to post anything, which I don't think is really the point. I think for me as well, what I try to do is I also look to what other, what I enjoy other people doing. Like who are the people that I look out for that do something weekly or maybe they do something around the full moon or the new moon. And I find myself be like, oh, have they put that video out yet? And I'm almost like checking to see if, it, if they're there. And, and I think, oh, that's, that, you know, that's really lovely that they've created that in me. But I also go through phases with those people. So it might be that I devour everything that they come out with for three months. But then I put them down for, for mm. three months. And then, oh, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I think there's um, the astrologer, Kai Pacha. I adore him. Mm. And I was like, every week, like, oh, he's got his, you know, he's got his report out. And then I suddenly, like, one day it was just like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch those now for a bit. And then it'll come back again. So it's also understanding that people have flows in the way that they engage with content and with people. Um, and so, yeah, finding your own pattern and your own, um, your own frequency of, of how often you post um, and allowing that to change too. <laughs> I'm like the, the whole no rules social media person. I love it. It's so refreshing. <laughs> It's so, so refreshing, but it's like, but in your book, you know, it's not like, oh, there's no rules to whatever you want. It's like, it's not like, it doesn't feel like rules, but it feels like you're kind of offering some guideposts of like, well, if you're feeling stuck, like, you know, yeah. think about this. Yeah. If you're feeling yeah. out of alignment with your, with what's going on in your social media, here's some, here's some questions or here's some things to think about. Yes. Yeah. Cause it should be a reflective self-process one of the things i hang on about in the book is this personal subjective and unique mm. which is what the algorithm is actually based on and and this is across the board it's uh, you know it's based on a personal subjective and unique relationship that you have with the platforms that you have with content that you have with people and so for me if we can mimic that in our own approach to it how you know, what am I doing that feels good for me? How is this relevant for what I'm going through at the moment? And it might be that you're in your winter, so you want to hibernate. You don't want to show up so much over a two or three month period and really trusting that. But then as you come into your spring and summer, really trusting that actually, yeah, I've got a lot to share at the moment and I'm being really okay and not feeling like you've got to hide because you didn't, show up much for three months but actually now you're ready to show up like roll with that and then when the hibernation sets in like roll with that back again it's like so why we have seasons mm. why we have spring summer and winter um this expectation that we've got to show up 24 7 12 months a year for me is is bonkers um, <laughs> yes it, it, it's, a, it's allowing that flow and, and moving in and, and realizing, okay, okay, well, they're hibernating right now and I can't compare myself or even judge them for the fact that they're not showing up or they're showing up a lot. It, this really like accepting everyone's on their own journey in life and in social media. Mm. Yeah, such a powerful reminder. And I, I feel that, like that even just with the moon, <laughs> with the moon cycles, it's like, yeah around the new moon, you will see me like five times a day. I'll be posting so many stories. I'll just be yeah. like everywhere. And yeah. then during the full moon, like the only time you'll see me is if I'm like crying, on, like, <laughs> crying on stories, just being like, do you guys feel tired? I'm so tired right now. <laughs> yeah. And throw a full moon, like an eclipse in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And a couple of retrogrades and yeah. yeah. So, oh, good. oh Katie it's been amazing talking I feel like we could talk for another hour at least um on everything like everything social media and just business and connecting with your soul like yeah it's not just about your your work is just not it's not just about like social media stuff thank it's you like social media is like your tool but you know it's like my tool is tarot but I'm not just yeah. a reader, you know. 
and and I've had to really let myself grow into that as well because mm-hmm. uh, I think for a long time I was thinking I had to be this social media that told you know helped everybody build their numbers and work out what hashtags and yeah that was what being a social media consultant is and was considered to be and so it's it's a it's a personal journey for me stepping into a, a you know a different role around this social media and I think it's a part of myself I've sort of hidden and I've been working with on a one-to-one basis but this book is me really coming out of the closet with Putting it. it out there can't take yeah. it back now no, I can't take it back now and nor would I want Thank God <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit more about how they can find the book where they can buy it where they can connect with you on social media and all of that stuff yeah absolutely I think the easiest place to get the book is on Amazon but it is on iBooks and all other places as well and the best place to connect with me I've got a Facebook group now that we talked about which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social media for a new age or just search social media for a new age and I am most active on Instagram and that's dot, which is k-o-d-k-d-o-t underscore social media angel Hey, and I'll put all of those links in the show notes. So if you're looking, if you just want to click on them, you can go to the show notes. Or if you're listening to this on the blog, the links will be on that page as well. This has been amazing. I'm so excited to see where you're going from here. Like, what's going to be the next book? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to um, yeah everything that's happening in social media, and I I just feel really blessed and honored to have somebody like you out there who's kind of like a bit of a um, a guidepost for us all when we're trying to navigate this crazy social media landscape it's like yeah if you're feeling a little bit like wow what's happening um yeah do check katie out because yeah you're like you're like the anchor in the storm oh thanks Bix. <laughs> yeah it's really yeah it's just i'm just really glad that you're here and you're doing this doing this work that you're doing because it's so important Thank you. I really, really appreciate that and really appreciate the support as well and sharing with your peeps. It's, yeah, it feels, yeah. feels so honoured to have had you here today. So thank you, Katie, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.